Greetings, this is Adam Aboda. Today is April 10th, 2022, and the title of today's podcast is 82, By Being Last, You Can Also Be First. And before I begin, I just wanted to take a shout out to the great video podcast, our first video podcast on the channel with Hanjo and Ananda. And we are going to be doing more videos, but this one is just going to be audio only. And if you want to see more videos, I'd love to see some comments down below. And the more comments I get, the more incentivized I'm going to be to actually be doing more of the videos, which is going to happen regardless anyway. But let's just go ahead and get started with the written portion. First, what does it mean to be last? It means to put the absolute ultimate first. By doing this, you put the best in everything and everyone first and yourself last. Ironically, I consider this selfish behavior. Everyone is naturally selfish. People may deny it since nobody wants to be seen as selfish, but we all put who we identify with first. You may at this point protest. Who do you think you are to tell me that I am selfish? You don't know me. I make sacrifice and prioritize for my family, my spouse, and my friends all the time. I'm sure you are a good person and mean well, but by the concept of selfish, I mean you only care about what is you and yours, your family, your friends, your spouse, or romantic partner, your colleagues, your classmates. You get the idea. The irony is that by putting yourself last, is the most selfish thing you can do, but it's with a capital S. Be selfish. By putting yourself last, does that mean you let others walk all over you? No, it doesn't, because the key behind being last is about putting the best in everyone before you. This selfish act is done because you recognize that the best in you is also in them. This cannot be stressed enough. By helping the best in others to emerge, you are literally helping yourself. And some may regard this activity as selfless, but actually it is selfish. Selfishness is good. The problem is not about if you are selfish or not. We all are. It is natural to be selfish. It is only when we have a limited conceptualization of self that selfishness becomes a problem. When our concept of self becomes limitless, then you don't stop being selfish. It is just your realization expands into a much more expanded view that encompasses everyone. This means not only your friends and your family and people you know, but to people you don't know. However, this is not a weakness, but a strength because your standards are now much higher. You accept and recognize nothing but the best in others, and you develop also the ability to recognize when they are not being their best. Making yourself last is only used in the context of authenticity. If others are not sincere, you do not put their insincerity before you. By being last, only the best is before you. The selfishness within you is natural and should not be stopped. Instead, 
you become even more intensely selfish with a capital S. This concept may be hard in the beginning to wrap your head around, but once you do, you realize the reason why they say that a true master is the greatest servant. The master doesn't help you out of a sense of charity or pity, but out of a genuine selfishness that wants to see you be the best within you and have that awaken. The reason for this is because of a genuine interest in seeing the absolute, the ultimate manifest into the physical while making the biggest and most lasting impact that will ripple out into future generations. Therefore, by being last, you in fact make yourself first. And that concludes the written portion of today's podcast. And I wrote that some days ago and I am at fault here in not being diligent in creating these podcasts and uploading them. But I also wanted to give more airtime to that video podcast with Hanjo and Ananda. And if you haven't seen that, I highly recommend that you do that on the YouTube channel, which is also linked at divinity.com. But let's just go a little bit deeper into this topic today. By being last, you can also be first. Now, a lot of this comes back to the whole concept of namaste, which is the divinity in me recognizes the divinity in you, even if you yourself don't recognize that. It's holding a place for others that is even greater, potentially, than the place that they hold for themselves. In today's modern age, people are really unaware of a lot of things. And that's okay. This is the reality we live in. There's a lot of distractions. You got so much that people occupy their time with. And strangely, there doesn't seem to be room in the world to focus on concepts like love and inspiration. Very few universities and schools even teach about what this is, and yet this is an intrinsic and important part of who we are as people. And so this whole concept of by being last, you put, you can also be first, is basically by putting the love in people's heart first, by putting their inspiration first. And by doing that, you also can be putting yourself first because you are putting the purest version of yourself first. It's acknowledging that the best part in you also lives in everyone. And that is beautiful because on the one hand, it recognizes the unity that as humans, we are all part of the same larger family. And we sometimes forget that. And this also brings us to the larger point of being an individual and appreciating each individual and the diversity of physical creation in relationship with this greater concept of 
the absolute or truth or source or God or whatever you want to call it. But when you start recognizing different people that you meet as different faces of this same absolute and each person having these potentialities within them of experiencing this unconditional love, experiencing this inspiration of truth, then everywhere you go, it's like you're surrounded by the absolute all of the time. I mean, who doesn't want to live in a world whereby everyone thinks that you're special? I mean, who doesn't want that? Are we really living in an age where you don't want to be appreciated by others? No, of course. I think it's a natural human tendency for everyone to want to feel appreciated and at the very minimum feel respected. Whereas in this modern age, if you say something that is of an opinion that is disagreed with, many people will take that as you and they in turn won't respect you just because you hold an opinion that's in conflict to what you hold dear. And the fact of the matter is, is that we as humans, we, we are not defined by our opinions and people's opinions can evolve over time. And one thing for certain is you're never going to change someone's mind by disrespecting them just because they hold an opinion different from yours. So yeah, it's entirely possible we can disagree but we can still respect each other and we can still recognize these potentialities within each of us. And as more and more of us do this, we can literally change the fabric of society into one where each individual is acknowledged, respected, appreciated, and loved. And I got some questions earlier Today, actually, I did a private one-on-one Zoom call with someone, and one of the topics, in fact, the primary topic we talked about was the concept of love and what practical things we can do to help awaken that love within us. And by the way, I am available free if you want to talk one-on-one with me via Zoom, and you can book appointments via divinity.com 30 minute sessions and i'm there as a service a pure service to others not looking to profit from that in any way but one thing that i shared with him about the concept of love is that it's located of course in the heart the purest version of love But one of the most important things is in your spiritual practice to regard it as something sacred and to be patient about it. I mentioned before about Swami Sivananda said that to experience the infinite requires infinite patience and definitely patience to receive is extremely important and to acknowledge if you want to have love in your heart to at first be able to acknowledge that yes you can actually do that it's a possible 
to experience love all the time. If you don't think it's possible to experience love all the time, well, guess what? You can be right. You can create that or continue to create that lifestyle within yourself. So that's first step number one, acknowledging that it's possible. The other step you can do is to set aside some time during the day to practice non-doing. To, in other words, sit down and just focus on your breath. Focus your mind to a pinpoint. Don't let yourself be distracted by thoughts and instead gently quiet the mind. And you can put your hand on your heart in the chin mudra gesture, which is your thumb and forefinger together and your other fingers extended and place that gently on your heart region and focus on accepting love in that area. And when practiced diligent enough and often enough, that will help to initiate a heart awakening within you. Another strategy that is also used in the Christian community is about the concept of asking Jesus into your heart. Now, if you replace Jesus, the concept of Jesus, with just unconditional love and you accept unconditional love into your heart and you are sincere with that motivation, unconditional love is invited to appear into your heart. And you can have that experience of unconditional love without having the trappings of religion and the restraints that that might create for you. So you can benefit experientially through various Eastern and Western techniques to be able to awaken this heart center within you. Because ultimately, if you want other people to see you as special, the fastest way for that to happen is to regard the people you meet as special. And maybe special is a bad word. You can also use the word amazing, wonderful, unique, to regard the divinity in other people, to regard the best qualities and characteristics within another person, to respect that, to cherish that, to love that. And the more you do it, the more that kind of mentality can start to spread like wildfire and become a blazing inferno of love that can engulf the entire planet to make love even more obviously everywhere. And this is only possible if us as individuals can be proactive and initiate that love and that doesn't mean that we have to force love upon anybody it just means to let that love emerge naturally within you to create a space that allows that to happen just like a gardener can plant seeds in the garden and can fertilize the garden and till the garden and water the garden you can do the same thing with your own heart by planting that seed of intention that you want to awaken your heart, that you want to have more love in your heart. 
and day by day continuing to water and nurture that seed until it starts to blossom until you start to feel a glowing sensation in your heart and i may have mentioned before about the the ancient hawaiian practice of huna and i'm just going to touch on that real briefly but they teach that there are three selves your lower self your middle self and the higher self and this predates modern psychology this is an ancient practice but the lower self has direct parallels with the subconscious and the ancient kahunas they would refer to it as the child within that there's a part of you that's like a child that believes everything literally so whenever you're hard on yourself whenever you say that you're stupid whenever you create some kind of mistake and you blame yourself there's a part of you that takes that literally and so what the hawaiians did was they created a system whereby you name your lower self a secret name that only you know and one of the first things you do is you talk to your lower self directly using that secret name and you say to your lower self that if you are ever hard on yourself if you ever say bad things directed inwardly you're not talking to that child within unless you mention that secret special name and instead what you do every day whenever you can is you give positive affirmations and you send love and you say how much you love and you give the secret name and how wonderful you are and you give the secret name and so you are doing what's called self nurturing and you're loving yourself and you're accepting yourself and then what will happen over time is you'll start to feel a glowing feeling in your heart and that is love and if and i'm not going to talk about who not anymore on this podcast but if you are interested in that topic i recommend a book i don't know if it's still in print anymore but it's called huna a beginner's guide by enid hoffman and you can probably find that on amazon or whatever again that's called huna a beginner's guide and the first name is enid e-n-i-d and the last name is hoffman h-o-f-f-m-a-n and that can go into much more detail on that ancient hawaiian practice of huna and it's not a prerequisite if you feel called to do this you can if not don't this is all about doing what works for you and the more love we can feel in our heart the more naturally kindly disposed we will naturally be towards other people because we will be developing empathy to be able to connect with others on a heart level and by doing that not only are you more relatable and more sincere but through empathy we can reach out and experience exactly what the other person is feeling and what better way to be an inspiration for others and to help others if you can know exactly what other people are feeling and also be able to share love of course because it's only by sharing love in this world that we're going to be able to create the paradise that we all want it to be this is atma signing off you guys have a fantastic day until next time bye bye